was the need that you saw and why did you particularly see the need? Who, um, why I saw the need. So my son was diagnosed, unofficially diagnosed when he was about 14 months old. Mm -hmm. We had issues with him um, crying a lot, not being consoled, um, sensory issues, which at that time I didn't know what they were. Mm -hmm. And um, they told me he was probably on the autism spectrum. And then when he was about three, uh, about two and a half, three years old, we went to Tri-County Regional Center because um, I live out in Ventura County. Mm -hmm. And then he was officially diagnosed with a developmental pediatrician there and the psychologist. And um, so when he was diagnosed, um, that was, gosh, eight years ago because he's 11, they guided me towards a book and a website mm -hmm. and kind of sent me on my way and I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what to do, what resources, what that meant, if that meant I was going to essentially lose my son in the sense of he had language and now he's going to um, not have language, not have relationship. I didn't know what that meant. And so in researching, um, I realized that every kid on the spectrum is completely different. And um, so I started reaching out and Googling, I, you know, did the, the online everything and um, I just saw there wasn't a lot of information and resources in my area for yeah. parents so I started a support group that's kind of how I started not amazing so I started a support group and um, at that time I became a single parent and um, it was the most popular support group in my area there was a lot of families that came mm -hmm. and I sort of had a criteria where if you came to the support group, there was no judgment because every kid's different and we all choose different paths on how we treat our children and do interventions. So from there, I just started gathering information and I know you asked me earlier when I first came in about being the email lady, yes. um, because that was what I was called in the beginning because everyone that came to my support group, I started a um, list. Yeah. And then I started all the research and information I found, I started emailing everyone. <laughs> And, and so that turned into Center for Special Needs. Several years later. So um, I, as I gathered information, I put together a website mm -hmm. because I had all these papers everywhere. And um, it became where I need to put this all in one location so mm -hmm. everyone can access it. And um, I didn't want to be diagnosis specific because not everyone has a diagnosis yes. or a clear diagnosis or some don't meet the diagnostic criteria for right. a diagnosis. The so dreaded XPDD-NOS yes. um, and so many other things. That it, It's so interesting how you know your child could have one symptom very severe but be missing this symptom and that used to mean that you were out in the cold, that you got right. no services. Right. Or some kids have a gamut of different things right. and then they don't fit into that cookie quarter, cutter disorder and then they're kind of left in the dust. Yes. So I called it Center for Special Needs and I started the website. Um, and as a single mom and a stay-home mom, um, I didn't really have the resources to start a nonprofit, mm -hmm. but I saw the need. And I saw how many kids and their families were not getting the support they needed. A lot of families don't, their kids don't qualify for resources, you know, at the regional center. They don't qualify for services. And so they're left with not providing much for their kids. Yeah. So my goal was if I started a foundation that I would help in that area and provide resources for families. So instead of trying to maneuver that when they've already had the challenges of their kids, it would be all in one location. 
Wonderful. And so you are now a 501c3? Since 2011. Wonderful. And and we should let people know what the website is and let them know that you do take donations. If there is anybody out Definitely. that would like to donate. Um, so what your website is? is Centerforspecialneeds.org and it's the number four. The number four. So you can go there, wealth of information there, all different ways mm -hmm. that you can uh, participate with the group. But, uh, you know, I, I think it always bears saying that you take donations because who knows who's watching that says, hey, I want to be a part of that and I'd like to donate to something like that. Yes. Because uh, it's a wonderful thing. But you, but now tell what the, what the overriding mission is, where you're trying to get and the kinds of things that you do now. So uh, what we started with was I felt like parents really needed to be educated and provided resources. So the areas that I started that was um, doing a conference. So we're on our third annual conference, which we have one coming up, and I know we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about that. <laughs> that was the, that's the ABCs and XYZs of special needs that's conference. Right. And mm -hmm. we are going to talk about more of that in a minute because it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. But what are some of the other things that you have going on? So the conference is one of them, and, you know, obviously fundraising is our biggest. So our biggest part of our mission is providing resources education, but also the monetary resources for interventions. So our bylaws are Ventura County um, because that's where I live and I feel like you have to kind of feed your family first. That's right. So we started um, with doing some fundraising last year. We had our first gala last year which was called Bridging the Gaps of Hope. Mm -hmm. So that was held at the Moore Park Country Club and um, we had some goals and we met our goals and that is really to um, provide the meats and the potatoes for the families and that's the interventions and the treatments. Mm -hmm. So families that don't qualify for regional center services and also do not have enough insurance benefits through their insurance companies to provide things like ABA, um, OT, physical therapy, speech therapy, mm -hmm. uh, recreation activities, all social skills, all the things that are important for children, not only with autism, but with other developmental disorders. Yes. So that's really our big area. So when you mentioned donors, we do need donors. We Absolutely. need monthly sponsors. Um, we need grants. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we need to build that fund that we have so we can help families. And that's really the area where we're starting to move into. So we're still a baby. I'm three years old, almost four years old as a nonprofit. But, you know, we're moving and, and growing. But it's an inspiration, and, and we always like to feature people on this show because there are a lot of parents that are out there watching around the world who who are sitting there saying, I feel like there's nothing where I live. Mm -hmm. And that is such a helpless feeling. It is. Um, but I always like to show people like you who say, so I'm going to make something. You see a need, you fill it. And, and I would imagine that it's come back to you um, in ways that you didn't know that it could. That by, being, by starting a support group, then you had a support group. Uh, uh, yes, very much so. And and that, you know, I'm sure that it hasn't been easy and that you've taken on a lot by right. doing this, but I would hope that there's been a benefit to you personally and to your son as well, to, to, that you've had help getting him the things that he needed because of doing this. Well, I think, I think the biggest thing is it's mostly a hard thing. You know, um, I can give the examples of the conference when uh, we've done the two previous conferences. Um, at the end, uh, and and at the beginning, I've had families, moms, dads um, come up and cry and hug, and not just to me, but to my parents, because my parents have been a huge support oh, to nice. my son and I. We all live together to support my son um, in the, all the areas that he needs support, and I could not have done it without them. Awesome. But so when I speak at the beginning of the conference and when I talk about the reasons why and the purpose of the conference, 
Then by the end of the day of the conference, families have been so embraced. They have uh, the resource fair that gives them so many providers in the area that they never even knew existed, right. uh, which is huge because if you don't know it's available to you and out there, then you don't know yeah. where to go for services for your kid or even that it was a service. You yeah. know, some people have never heard of ABA, yeah. you know, if no one has say, told them. Yeah, I always say if you don't know what question to ask, right. then, then, you know, you're left in the cold. Sometimes mm -hmm. just hearing somebody else's question right. says, oh, I, I didn't even know that I could. That was a question that to be asked. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. It's very true. So I think that that's been huge. I've had families, you know, just really benefit from the education and the embracement and the support. I think that's my, those are my biggest goals for the conference is that, you know, they see a, a, a lot of other families that are, even though our child, children are all different and they all have different characteristics, different qualities, different deficits, different mm -hmm. challenges, we're all going through the same journey. Yeah. So yeah. to be around that, it feels very, you're not alone and you feel very embraced and supported. And then to be provided with education on topics that some people don't even like to talk about, um, that's, it's a real benefit to them.